Okie dokie, folks. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have Joanne Lergio. Joanne is an award-winning singer-songwriter who is one of the hosts of the Rhode Island Songwriters Association monthly songwriter series, Songwriters in the Round. We talk about the series and the Rhode Island Songwriters Association. You can experience the next Songwriters in the Round show on February 9th. I'm not the kind of girl you know that likes to complain. I keep my business to myself. I respect the scene. Take a break. Oh, the soles of my shoes, they are worn out and used. I've been on this rocky road for miles and miles. I've been working like a mule. All I want to do is take off my shoes for a while. title or titles past or present within the Rhode Island Songwriters Association? Present is member. Um, past, I've been on the board. I've been a board member. I have, I've been the treasurer and membership coordinator and vice president. So you've been busy within the organization. Now, the Songwriters Association is, this is the 30th year, I believe, of, of the Songwriters Association. I, I think that is, yes. yes. Well, I, I should know I'm a founding you member. You should know. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> you were one of the founding people. Yes, I, I'm the Mary, founding Mary member. Mary Whelan. Yeah, we, Mary and I are pretty much the ones who started this so thank you for starting it thank well, you i'm so grateful it took a and lot of years, 30 years it took a lot of years off of my life so 
Well, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to keep a, um, a nonprofit um, organization like this running. Yeah, it takes I... a lot of people, and, um, and and then you go through the difficult times. Oh yes. You know, just that out, that out of your control, that kind of uh, weigh on you. Oh yes, I, I know very, very all too well. So tell me a little bit about RISA in general, the Rhode Island Songwriters Association. We'll refer to it as RISA, just for word saving sake. But tell me a little bit about what the organization does for those of people who don't out there who don't know about it and what would be of interest to songwriters. It's such a wide umbrella of things that RISA does, but primarily it's about songwriting. You know, I know there are performances involved, but it really is about writing and having a community to support in songwriting and education. So I know one of the things that um, we've really worked on getting, and I know the board has, I'm not, as I said, I'm not currently on the board, um, but the board's still focused on having, you know, people come in and having workshops. Um, and when you're a member of RISA, typically the, all the workshops are free and open up to the, to the general public to come and they usually, in, you know, brings in, a, in membership that way. But there's, you know, we've had, trying to think of Julie Gold, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting. I can't remember off the top of my head. You didn't Even, study for this quiz. I studied for the for the. Um, you said you wanted to talk about. Um, oh, we the do. in the round. We do. We just need a little, little background. A little background, yeah. Okay, but all right. What what are some of the workshops that we've had? I'm trying to think. To say there's lots of educational workshops. And okay. Robilly did a workshop for us. Critiques. One of my favorite things is critiques. Um, it's, you know, that's where you get together with other Ryzen members and we, we rotate through different members' homes and you bring your songs that you're working on, you know, things that are, you know, pretty much on their way to being completed. And then you're kind of like artists with their artwork, you know, they go up for critique to see how they're received by the listener. You know, did you get your point across or, you know, like, are they, is your listener getting what you're trying to say? Did you move them? Whatever. Because sometimes as a writer, we're really close to what we've written oh and, and people so not, tend to write in a bubble too yeah so you kind of lose your objectivity you know and, and that's part of the learning process as well as a songwriter is to be open to receive constructive criticism you know not as uh you know insulting somebody's work but in a helpful way and that's how the the critiques are run everything is in is helpful Mm. Well, it's meant to be helpful. Um, so, the, and we have, so the songwriters in the round is just a natural extension of the whole process of writing, getting, uh, like writing as an exercise, getting direct feedback for the songs um, and such. Right? Exactly. And the great thing about the um, songwriters in the round is it is all about the song. It's not about performance level, you know, how good a performer you are. Um, it, it's about the song itself and writing the song. So when I'm booking songwriters in the round, you don't have to be a top-notch performer. You have to be a songwriter and be able to sit on stage and just play your song because we're going to be listening to the song that you wrote so lyrically me, and melodically. And Give me a little bit of history about the songwriters in the round now. How long has this uh, series been going on? And give me a little bit of the background of the whole process <laughs> and what transpires and... Songwriters 
season around actually started in 2004. Isn't that wild? Mm. We were going into our 19th year. Um, it was started by Ryan Fitzsimmons. Ryan had moved down here from Syracuse, New York, and he joined Riser. And a friend of his ran a series of songwriters in the round, and he wanted to bring that to Rise Up. We've been had previously. We've been at AS220 for 18 years, somewhere in 18 years, and it was, it's run once a month. Currently, it's the second Thursday of the month, but it's four songwriters, four rounds of song all original song and there's always one new song the fun part of the show well the whole show is fun but the highlight is that all the songwriters will come with a new song written on a theme or prompt that was selected by the previous month's um, audience so that's always fun because then it's also interactive for the audiences each month to, to help select a theme so as far as songwriting that's really cool to see that you've got four songwriters who have all been given the same prompt or theme and uh for example i i went back and i looked to see some of them there's they go from Hey, that's not too bad, too. Are you crazy? <laughs> I don't know if you've had some wild ones, but... Well, um, I always say that the weirdest song I've ever had to write a theme for was Pimping in Cloud City. <laughs> and do, you, do you use that song today? No. No. no I think I played that song well. I mean, I, I liked the chorus that I wrote, but the rest of it was Dispose a Song because it was just such an out-there topic that... I just, I don't know. I, that some, is kind of wild. Yeah, that, was, that is, that's one of the wildest ones. Yeah, I it think. was, it was out there, and it was kind of like, yeah. So I didn't. I wrote a song for it, and I, I never played it again. But most of the songs that I've written for the songwriters in the round show, this one and others that I've done, are, are usually my favorite songs I've written because they're more of a challenge, and I think that they've become the more interesting songs because they take you outside your comfort zone and they make you work with something you. Not necessarily would have worked with in the past. Exactly, that's what I always say. It makes you makes me think outside the box. Right, and that's that's why I like doing these kind of shows because they do kind of make you work on something and it does make you think outside the box and outside your comfort zone and it does make you it, it turns you into more of a real songwriter i think because i was gonna say that exactly because a lot of songwriters you know they say well i wasn't inspired i wasn't inspired well a real songwriter <laughs> works beyond inspiration they know how to write they can just sit down and write a song it may not be a hit every time but they know how to create a song very right. like they can sit down and construct a song from scratch and that's one of the exercises that this songwriters in the round will teach you is how to write a song from start to finish within a time frame and under the gun and that's why i love it and when i when i you know send out the information each month to the songwriters because there's always um, typically going to be someone who may not have played the series before or ever participated in something like this, and they're hesitant. But I just tell them, don't get so hung up on the pimping in Cloud City, whatever. But how did it inspire? What did it make you think of when you heard it? You know, it's, that doesn't have to be your title, but it's like how we have four songwriters, and each one of them is going to have a different thought process. Right. or a different inspiration from it. And right. that's what it's all about. And it shows the audience, you know, how four songwriters can have the same same prompt and all come up with something that is so different. And that's very cool. Well, back when I was running the Songwriters Association, way back in the, the, the uh, you know, the Old West, 
we we did a couple of CDs of the songs because I was so moved by a lot of the songs that were coming out of there that weren't getting played beyond that. And the particular song, if you look at the volume we put out, well, there were two volumes put out. It was called uh, Songwriters in the Round, or oh, so. I think it was round called three. Round, round Three. Round Three was the name of the CD, and there was Round Three Volume One and Round Three Volume Two. I don't I think I have them. Right. I and Volume Three was recorded, but I don't think it ever came out. No. But the thing that moved me to actually produce that first uh, songwriters in the C- round cd was dan lily song because the first songwriters in the round song show that i played was the theme was napoleon and that was just such an odd theme and it was i had never written a song for a prompt before and it was like doing a book report i spent so much time on it but i ended up writing one of the best songs i think i've ever written that's one of my most popular songs and it moves more people and i was really i really liked the song i came up with but the reason i put the cd together was because dan Lilly wrote a song on the same theme and his was called hey josephine and it was such a great song and still to this day he never plays it but oh, you're kidding yeah he never plays it and i make him play it from time to time but the whole if you read the liner notes on there the whole reason i put the uh, cd together was because i wanted to give that song a home because he was just going to toss it aside and i loved the song hey josephine you took the crown right off of my head You were my queen, now I'm wishing I was better off dead I'm out here in exile, on an island so far from my home I was your emperor, now I'm the great unknown Hey Josephine, with you I thought I just couldn't lose We were good together, always making front page news But I took it too far, treated you like something that I owned I was your emperor, now I'm the great unknown Thought I was walking straight road to your heart Sunflowers growing everywhere Come to find I crossed that line Now I reach for you and you're not there
Josephine You know I always looked up to you You were my hero But you turned out to be my Waterloo My downfall's complete I'm out here so far from my home I was your emperor, now I'm the great unknown I was your emperor, now I'm the great unknown I was your emperor, now I'm the great unknown It's that was it gave it a, a house and at least you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, memorialized that song on a disc because it was such a good song and you know it, it probably at some point hopefully Reiser will put together another CD of, of some of these songs for well I know CDs are like a waste of time these days but maybe do some kind of a download thing where they make the songs available on download or record the show or you know something to get some of these songs out because you know in this day and age with you know COVID still omnipresent and well Thursday nights can be a little tough on people sometimes it, you know you don't always get the biggest audience but you get the you always get a great audience who really loves what happens you know maybe incorporated into a live stream or something like that so a little bit more people get to hear these songs because it, some of these songs i've heard some amazing songs during this the showcase and you've yeah. written you've written how many songs from this i'm gonna say oh how many i've been doing it hosting it so i've been doing it at, playing at least two or three times a year for a lot of years so i've written a lot of them and and as you said about your napoleon it some of my best songs are and they're recorded. They're on my CDs because I liked them so much. And you sent so, me a, you sent me a few of them, and we're gonna we've included them. We're including them in this podcast so people can hear some of the songs that were uh, inspired by these themes. Now I I forgot to write down the themes that you sent me. Pennies, kick off your shoes, and true love. Do you remember what the themes were for these songs? Oh, true love. I, I still can remember being in I and being in the audience. It was. Sympathetic vibration. Oh my god, I think I let out like this loud gas, like, oh my god. Like I didn't even know what it meant. So as you talk about doing homework, you know, so I, I usually go home and just Google anyway to see, you know, what kind of what kind of thoughts come up with it. And but then once I learned what sympathetic vibration was, it kind of gave me a direction to go with my song.
that. Pennies and shoes. Oh, no, pennies was the theme. Yeah, and that was pennies. Shoes. I remember that was Jesse Liam who uh, who gave that who gave that uh, prompt. And it's a song called Kick Off My Shoes. And I got Vance Gilbert doing harmony with me on, on my album. Oh, cool. On that recording. Yeah, it's cool. And they're all completely different. All completely different. So, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I've countless. I've done countless. And and I'm going to say there's only, I've only had one fail. And I call it a fail because was, I was at NERFA. I think that was my, that's that my, uh, that's why I need forgiveness. I was at NERFA that weekend and I was driving home from New York on um, the Sunday and going directly to AS220 to perform. And I thought like, <laughs> oh yeah, I can finish it up while I'm here. <laughs> yeah, not, and, uh, that's not going to happen um, at, a, at a music conference. No, and it was, it, it just was, I just was so stuck. And I did have something, but I always feel a little more pressure as the host that, right, right. you know what, you got to set an example. But it was the first time that I said, I can't play it. It's terrible. Let's just go through. And the three artists that were there, I think it was just Transistor Radio, I think was the, was the prompt. Transistor Radio had the three the most fabulous songs that I just sat there stunned and ashamed and said, okay, I have to play mine. And that is kind of a, that shows part of the songwriting process, what this is about. They may not always get your best song. And some of them, you know, you walk away that night and you say, well, you know what? It's a good start. I can, I have, can always, it doesn't mean it's done on that day. I never went back to finish that one, but I have lots of them that I'm really happy with. Yeah, I, I kind of bailed on one too. I, as you know, I used to be one of the hosts way back when it started. Yes. And uh, I ended up turning my hosting reins over to Jan because I, I just had too many things going on in my life and I couldn't really commit to that much. And one, I remember having to write one song and it was kind of like, you know, it's that groan of homework assignment, be like, you know, ugh. I gotta write a song. I don't feel like it. And I wrote some really suck lame song. And that I think that was when I was like, yeah, I, I really don't have the time to keep doing this. But since then, I've you know grown to really appreciate the process because I was so busy with other shit going on back mm -hmm. then. And this was probably fifteen, at least fifteen years ago. I I personally I seek out these songwriters in the round shows because I like to write songs for these shows. Now I don't groan at the at the thought of having to write a song. I, I like embrace the, the the challenge of having to write the song because I, I think it makes me do some of my best work and you know that's why I'm excited to play the show for for the first time in a couple of years next month in March, March. yeah yeah that's why I'm kind of excited about it too but um you know it, it's it's fun and I've been in the audience for these shows too because it, it, if you've uh, if you're a, even if you're not a songwriter it's like you know when MTV's unplugged came on it really inspired a whole uh, generation of, of how to present music where you sat there and you talk about the song and the process and what made you go on your journey to complete the song other than just saying hey I had to write a song based on this theme there's there's more of a process to it than just that and it's just why you went in this direction and how it moved you to do this and and a lot of people find it interesting and entertaining to hear that kind of stuff right and that's why they're there because they like original music they know what they're coming to hear i mentioned that we you know we've been at as220 for 
18 years or so, but we recently just moved to a new location. Let me just back up. To your point, when we when we started originally, all those years, um, and I'll go back to, to the history just so I can just say it, that Ryan Fitzsimmons, who brought it, he originally, if you remember, he hosted every month right, for... Right. For, uh, you know, for, I don't know, it was a few years until he said, just like you just said, I mean, to do it every month, there was, you know, life was coming upon him and work and, and getting married. And so he said, you know what, I can't host it anymore. And then he, he, he hand selected who he wanted to host. He asked me if I would do the booking. You were there, um, Jacob Haller and uh, Jim Tater. So we were the, the next host to come in. Until then, you um, when you were tired <laughs> and ready to move on, you gave your your seat to Jan Luby, and that was a wonderful selection. Since then, Jacob's out for a little while. Hopefully, he'll come back. But in the meantime, Allison Rose is filling Jacob's seat. But it was all originally, which I love. It was just the four songwriters on stage with no PA. You know, not plugged in. It's a quiet room. Not every but realistically, not everybody can project to a back of a room. But I still like that this is a song in its rawest form. Then when COVID came, you know, kudos to the, you know, Riza, they did try to, to keep, they had some some uh, series, they kind of kept the series going a little bit um, online. It was difficult. But then once AS220 got up and running, um, they, to your point, they were live streaming so they could bring an audience in. So at that point, it became plugged in just because they were live streaming it. So it's, since then, it's been a plugged in event. Even at our very first uh, show at a, a new location at the Park Place Cafe at the fabulous uh, Park Theater on Cranston Street. Um, not Cranston Street, in Cranston. We had it, and it was filled with a listening audience. So I know you say Thursday nights are tough, but you know what? It's a welcoming venue. People are are just kind of thirsting for this stuff. As you know, even as just go, you know, playing gigs, they're still not. We're still not back post COVID. If it's post COVID yet. So people have been waiting, and this is just a great venue as far as location because there's plenty of parking. There's food and beverage, and so everybody who was there was there to hear songwriters. And there's no show following songwriters in the rounds. You know, we can take our time and tell those stories and answer people's questions, and it's awesome. It's really, it's it's one of my favorite things to do. Mm. Well, hopefully, this location is a long, long-term location as well, because it sounds like it sounds like it's the perfect location for it. Yeah, and you know what? I I met Ed earlier at a an event that um I was singing for upstairs, and um he's a, a young entrepreneur, and he's from Cranston, and his heart is in this. And he said, as you know, nothing in music and the arts right here is a uh, it, it's an act of love you know he he grew up in cranston and he wants to see this theater thrive well that's good so he hasn't know he's you know somebody else is is partner with him but he was interested to you know try all kinds of things there there's this you should take a look around at the theater well i've played there before we played the forever young uh 10th anniversary oh no 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 but in the in it's where my open mic used to be. Is where where the um, songwriters in the round is. It's, oh, it's lovely, oh, in the cafe next door. The cafe, and yeah, at okay. night yeah, they yeah. have food and they have a bar, so you can have a glass of wine or iced 
tea, but there's also a room upstairs, and there's uh, the room where they do another room where they do the comedy show. So you know what? When it, it popped into my head, as I'm saying, I, we need to find a new location for various reasons. I remembered our conversation, and Jan and I called Jan because she's on the board. I said, hey, Jan, we should go check this out. I think it'll be a great thing. And uh, when Jan asked him, he, she barely had the words out of her mouth, and he said, when do you want to start? Oh, that's you great. know, he was so supportive. He loves the arts, and he really wants to see this work, and so do we. And they, they were so helpful that night, and they were so grateful. So, yeah, that was our, for as long as we've been kind of, you know, peeking around trying to find where would be a good home, you know, the series has been running for too long to be, go and make a move and then it wouldn't be there. So right, I'm with right. you. I'm, I'm hoping that everything works out and this keeps on going because it's, it's kind of perfection right now. Well, when when is the, the next show? The next show is February 9th. And who's oh, I You know what? I always say, oh, it's going to be a great show. I book it. I only book great shows. Jan Luby will be hosting, Joy Williams performing, Dave Rabineau, and Keith Munslow. Now, I mean, I know Keith, I know Jan, and I know uh, Dave. And hopefully Dave wears clothes because... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to my podcast with Dave uh, a few months back. Oh, I didn't back. hear it, no. He, uh, well, I've played with him several times at AS220 at the Empire yep. Review, and he did came out and did one of the Empire Review shows naked. Oh, get on a couch. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget that because I was back. It was called The Clean Show, I think, and he was uh, he was wearing a towel, and the towel came off. And oh, no. I just remember looking out on the uh looking out from backstage and seeing Dave Rabineau's ass. <laughs> Oh, that's and very funny. It was Dave is he's he's a he's a I, I actually liked his CD and he's a great performer. And Keith Keith has played on Grammy Award winning CDs. I mean he oh, plays with Keith Bill Harley all the time and you know yep. so right there alone those two and Jan Jan has been playing for oh shit I I, I don't want to say how long because she'll hit me but and she but you know she's but, been, uh, no it's going to be an awesome show and you know what I like to mix. You know, mix in the different different genres and different styles because that's kind of part of you see, in the songwriting in the songwriting process. You know, you get to see the different genres and different styles. And so what, that what time does it start? It starts at seven p.m. And how long does it usually run? I'm going to run a, um, at the most two hours. Like I said, we do talk a little bit now, so probably till nine. Seven to nine was always is typically. There is a there is a cover. And what is uh, that? Five dollars for Ryzen members, ten for non Ryzen members. Okay, and that um, helps pay our, our our performers. Well, yes, paying the performers is a good thing because you know it's a. I mean, this is one of the things that will always be one of those points that you got to drive home is that being a performer is just as important as being a plumber or an electrician or a bookkeeper it's people take the arts for granted they just you know they don't understand how much the arts impact their lives but the arts impact their lives on a daily basis they turn on the radio they look at television they you know they turn on their stove and, and every one of those things has been touched by an artist and people don't realize that, but they're always the artists are always the last to get the appreciation, especially financially. <laughs> well, I think you may have been part of this, but um, I know with Marianne and Jan and the board at RISA, um, we really made a point of making it a priority that there needs to be some compensation. Of course, there are some shows that are, are benefit and they're 
part of the songwriting learning process. But when you're asking somebody to commit their time to or for a performance, they're an artist. They're, you know, as you said, that that's part of their job. That's how they make money. Well, people um, want to pay so five hundred dollars to see Taylor Swift, or you know how much money yeah. it is. It's it's ridiculous because you're only going to get ninety minutes of entertainment for five hundred dollars. We're going to get ninety minutes of entertainment for five to ten dollars, and it's going to be fab. What is it you say? The best music you've never heard. Exactly, it is. It's the best music yeah. you've never heard. And you know, Taylor Swift had to start somewhere. I wish she didn't start at all, but somewhere she had to start. And I'm sure she played at some point where some somebody in a situation just like this at some point somebody's going to say uh well going back you know one of the people that used to be a member of Risa was Josh Ritter and Josh Ritter is a famous folk performer now that tours the world and he was a member of Risa back 20 something years ago so you never know who's going to come out of these shows and be you know at some point be famous and you can say hey i paid five bucks to see them in an in and around show yep well so that's what i'll, I'll say to, just to anybody who's listening is a songwriter or just a lover of music please check out risa risongwriters.com i mean 25 dollars to join the organization and it just there's so much included with the the workshops and the critiques and the shows and there's just lots there and just really good people so do check that out but make sure you check out the songwriters in the round so i don't think i mentioned that there's four songwriters but there's always a host the one of the rotating hosts there's typically two risa members and then we used to say a touring artist or a visiting artist or a non-risa member so there's always one seat for someone who is not a rise member but i can't tell you how many times that non-risa member ends up walking away joining risa because it's just such a great experience. So February 9, 7 o'clock at the Park Place Cafe, 848 Park Avenue in Cranston, and it's an awesome venue. And don't forget, it's fun to watch the host rotate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye on Jan. <laughs> they get a little dizzy after a while. I've just always yeah, found yeah, yeah. that funny, but I'm stupid, so... <laughs> All right, so we've we've included a few of your songs in this thing. We're going to end it off with uh, one of your songs. To uh, right. you'll sing us out with one of your songs. But February 9th at the park, uh, Cine- the park cafe in Cranston, risongwriters.com. It's Joanne Lurgio, songwriters in the round. I uh, want to thank you. F- and joannelurgio.com. Oh, there, yeah, joannelurgio.com. That's J O A N N E L U R G I O dot com. Correct. Look at that. Thank I've you. known you so long. I can. Spell your I name. know, I know. Doctor, what was that I posted just the other day? 2005, you were doing my pictures for my first album. Right, right. So That's we go way back. back. We go back, and we've been doing this music thing a long time because we're old. Well, you've been doing a lot longer than me, but I think I'm older than you. But you've taught me a lot. All right. Well, Joanne, All thank right, you Dan. very much, and uh, we'll see you uh, on the ninth. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Your 
Dokie. Thanks to Joanne Lergio for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. You can catch the next Songwriters in the Round show at the Park Theater Cafe in Cranston on Thursday, February 9th. For more, compose your way over to risongwriters.com. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by Providence Brewing Company, the Rhode Island Blood Center, Providence Ballet Theater, Trinity Brewhouse, CIC Providence, and R1 Indoor Karting. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.